Hello, I'm Leslie Garfield-Tenzer, and this is Lord of Fact. Today, we are talking about tortoise. First, a few disclaimers. Disclaimer one, this is just an overview. You are always responsible for understanding the case law that supports any rule of law. Disclaimer number two, always remember you take the professor, not the course. So if by some chance you are listening to this and I am not your professor, keep in mind that I may emphasize and even include or not include areas of the law that are different from your professor. Let's talk about intentional torts to property, trespass to land, trespass to chattels, and conversion. Before we begin discussing each tort, let's put this in context. Torts are civil wrongs. There are cases brought by one party, the plaintiff, against someone or some entity the plaintiff thinks has wronged him or her. On an exam, in order to prove intentional torts, or any torts, you must prove every element of the tort. If the tort has three elements, you must prove all three elements. And on an exam, if you can't prove one of the elements, say you can't show intent, you should still discuss every other element of the tort, because most likely the professor would want you to demonstrate your understanding of each element. The intentional torts to property all share one thing. They are torts that infringe on property owned or possessed by the plaintiff. The property can be land or tangible movable property. Trespass to land basically means entering land without permission of a person having the right to possess the land. Trespass to chattel means intentionally interfering with one's personal, tangible, movable property. A chattel is personal property, something other than land. Conversion means permanently depriving one of their property. The difference between trespass to land and trespass to chattel is that one involves infringing on one's real estate, the other involves infringing on one's things. The difference between trespass to chattel and conversion is that trespass to chattel involves a temporary dispossession or partial impairment of plaintiff's personal property, and conversion concerns permanent deprivation of property. Remember, like the intentional torts to the person, each intentional tort to property includes an element of intent. An intent, for purposes of all intentional torts, means either having a goal or purpose or having substantial certainty. Think Garrett versus Daly. When Billy Daly pulled the chair out from Mrs. Garrett, he was responsible if either, by pulling the chair out from under her, it was his goal that she made contact with the ground, or by pulling the chair out from under her, it was perhaps his goal to get the chair for himself, but in doing so, he was substantially certain that Mrs. Garrett would fall and make contact with the ground. Okay, let's talk about each intentional tort to property. Let's start with trespass to land. Restatement Second of Tort, Section 329 states, a trespasser is a person who enters or remains upon land in the possession of another without privilege to do so created by the possessor consent or otherwise. The idea behind trespass to land is that everyone is entitled to their own quiet enjoyment of their property, and even the slightest interference with the quiet enjoyment, say thorns on one's land, is an intrusion that demands some kind of compensation. So in order to prove trespass, plaintiff must show that the defendant intended to enter land that is in possession of another without privilege or consent. Easy enough, but let's look at these one at a time. First, intend to enter. Defendant must either intend, goal or purpose, or have substantial certainty that he or she is entering the property of another without permission. 
The motive behind entering is irrelevant. So a defendant who enters one's property to survey her land has the appropriate intent for proving trespass, since one is substantially certain that she can walk on another's land when she is figuring out where her land ends and another's begins. Motive is irrelevant. So if the trespass is socially useful, for example, picking up someone's newspaper while they're away on vacation, it is still trespass if they don't have permission to enter to pick up the newspapers. You should also be aware of what it means to enter. Enter can mean walking onto the property. It can also mean causing something to go above the property, say shooting over the property of another, or below the property, perhaps causing waste to migrate to a neighbor's underground property. Just how high is too high and how low is too low is a question for the jury. But we know that from the Herring case that bullets flying above one's property demands compensation, but airplanes flying overhead are too high for the plaintiff to prove entering. Entering can be limited by time and space. Defendant Kent County was held to have trespassed when it failed to remove a snow fence the plaintiff had given it permission to install but later remove. Plaintiff hit the fence and as a result died. A babysitter who was only privileged to enter the property from 3 to 5 p.m. on Wednesdays is said to have trespassed if she enters the property on a Tuesday morning. A delivery man who delivers a package was held to trespass. The delivery man had authority to deliver the package to the front steps. Instead, he left the package between the screen door and the front door, leaving the screen door open behind him. When plaintiff fell as a result of the open screen door, a court held that the delivery man was not entitled to enter the property beyond the front steps, and so there was a cause of action for trespass. Notice in this hypothetical that even if the delivery man accidentally left the door open, the plaintiff can still prove intent since the defendant intended to enter the space between the door and the screen door. For trespass, the plaintiff must show defendant intended to enter the property. Again, motive is irrelevant. And of course, the land must be in the possession of another. Possession does not only mean ownership. Trespass can be held to favor any person who has possession of the land. It can be an owner or a tenant. The final element is that the defendant must not have been granted access or permission to enter the property by one in possession of it. In other words, the plaintiff must not have consented to the defendant's entrance. We will talk about consent or privilege in the next podcast. So that is trespass to land, intending to enter the land of another without permission or consent. Let's look next at trespass to chattels. A chattel is a thing, an item of property that is not land. According to the Restatement Second of Torts, Section 217, a trespass to chattel is defined as intentionally dispossessing another of the chattel or using or intermeddling with a chattel in the possession of another. Section 218 of the Restatement Second of Torts states further that one who commits a trespass to a chattel is subject to liability to the possessor of the chattel if he or she dispossesses the other of the chattel or the chattel is impaired as to its condition, quality, or value, or the possessor is deprived of the use of the chattel for a substantial time, or bodily harm is caused to the possessor, or harm is caused to some person or thing in which the possessor has legally protected it. Trespass to chattel requires actual dispossession or actual damage to the chattel. So it's also different from trespass to land because with a trespass to land, an action can lie even if there is not physical harm to the property. A child who rode on the back of a dog and pulled its ears did not commit a trespass to chattel because the court found that the chattel, the dog, was physically unchanged as a result of the child's conduct. Remember, 
Like all the other intentional torts, there must be intent. A defendant who unintentionally severed a plaintiff's phone wire, back when phone wires were necessary to make a phone call, did not commit trespass to chattel. And this is interesting. Keep in mind, a phone wire can be easily fixed and the phone service restored. So this is trespass to chattel, not conversion. Trespass to chattel is an old tort and one that lied dormant for quite some time. But a federal court dredged it up to handle an issue concerning technology. In CompuServe versus Cyber Promotions, Inc., the court found that the sender of junk email or spam, and by the way, this case is considered among the earliest to label unwanted email as spam, committed trespass to chattel since it impaired the chattel. The spam placed a burden on equipment used to serve its subscribers, and it caused a harm. The interference of the spam to CompuServe system caused subscribers to terminate their subscriptions. So that's trespass to chattel, the intentional interference with one's personal property. Finally, let's talk about conversion. According to the restatement, a conversion is an intentional exercise of dominion or control over a chattel which so severely interferes with the right of another to control it that the actor may justly be required to pay the other for the full value of the chattel. The key for conversion is that the defendant intended to take the chattel of another and convert it for his own good. In other words, the defendant has, in some way, treated the chattel as if it was his or her own so that the plaintiff can ask the court to either guarantee its return or award damages for its loss. There must be a complete or very substantial deprivation of the property. Conversion is different from trespass to chattel in a few ways. First, in trespass to chattel, the plaintiff can still use the chattel, although it has in some way been changed in character from the way it was before the defendant committed trespass to chattel upon it. Trespass to chattel is a temporary disposition. Conversion is permanent. Second, Courts will allow nominal damages for conversion since there is harm in just losing a possession. But in order to recover damages for trespass to chattels, the plaintiff must show some actual harm. So again, in order to prove conversion, the plaintiff must show the defendant intended to deprive the plaintiff of the chattel and that the plaintiff was deprived of the chattel. A few things to note when proving conversion. Number one. Don't forget the meaning of intent. You know it, you love it. I'm not going to bore you by saying it again. And plaintiff must be aware of the deprivation such that it causes plaintiff harm in not having the chattel. So even though defendant took plaintiff's personal papers away from plaintiff's desk and copied them and used them, it was not conversion because the defendant had returned the papers to the plaintiff's desk before the plaintiff was aware they were taken. The papers were still available to the plaintiff. He did not lose access to them. So that is conversion, and now we've discussed the intentional torts to property. Trespass to land, trespass to chattels, and conversion. Trespass to land basically means entering land possessed by another without permission. Trespass to chattel means intentionally interfering with one's property. A chattel is personal property, something other than land. And conversion means permanently depriving one of their personal property. So the difference between trespass to land and trespass to chattel is that one involves real estate and the other involves things. The difference between trespass to chattel and conversion is that trespass to chattel involves a temporary disposition or partial impairment of plaintiff's personal property, and conversion concerns permanent deprivation of property. Remember, the two torts are different in that trespass to chattel falls short of conversion. So if you can prove one of these torts, you probably can't prove the other. So that's intentional torts to property. 
Thank you to www.bensound.com for the music. And remember, on an exam, don't write like an undergrad, merely showing the professor you memorized the law. The key to success on a law school exam is to analyze, analyze, analyze. In other words, always apply law to fact. <laughs>